What the fuck is up, kid? Welcome back to the Cat and Show. My name is Cat. Welcome to my fucking show. For you, if you are a virtual assistant dude, this is your show. I am so excited to talk to you about all things virtual assisting, from developing a strong foundation and strong offers as a virtual assistant to having great client relationships with strong expectations and healthy boundaries. So let's dive into it. What the fuck is up, kid? Welcome back to the Cat Ann Podcast, where I teach you a shit ton of stuff, but mostly about virtual assisting, the ins and outs to creating a solid foundation to your career, and how to make this a long-term career rather than just playing it by ear with short-term contracts. So let's just dive into the show today. Today, we are talking about how to stop underselling yourself. Okay, because let me just paint a picture for you, because I know, I know that you experience it because I've experienced it before. And I look back on myself and I was like, fuck, you know, you're like, do you ever do something? And you're like, why did I say that? Why did I do that in the middle of a Zoom interview? And that's what you're thinking internally in your head, but you can't do anything about it now. And it's like, oh, fuck, I guess it's just a lesson that I have to learn from. Let me paint the picture for you, okay? You're 20 years old, 21 years old. You're in social media strategy and you've done it for yourself and other small businesses for a hot minute now, but you have the opportunity to do it for a larger organization, a larger brand, somebody that has a great budget. And you sit in the meeting and you talk to them about social media strategy and virtual assisting and all of this stuff and how to bring their store onto and into the online space, their brick and mortar into the online space. You get to the end of the presentation and they go, sounds good, let's do it. And you have this like excited moment, you know, you're like, wow, oh my gosh, they just, they literally just said yes. And then you go, fuck, I didn't plan this far. How much am I charging for this? What is my value? What am I doing? How much work is this? How many hours is this? And all of these questions start coming into your mind. And you're like, fuck, I should have thought this out further ahead of the time because now I'm in this fucking situation and they're saying, okay, sounds good. And I have no clue what the fuck to ask for. So then they say, okay, so how much will it be a month? Let's sign a one-year contract and get this thing up and going. And you say, um, 400 bucks sounds great. And then you leave the meeting and you're on this high because you got the deal done. You got the client secured. You're feeling good. You're feeling like they had zero resistance to what you were pitching. But then you remember that you sold your time and your services for 400 bucks a fucking month. Are we serious? Are we kidding here? Dude, has this happened to you where it's like you're in the moment and you just say a random number and then you look back and you're like, fuck. And maybe you don't even look back immediately, but you look back, let's say two weeks into the gig and you realize that this is a lot more work for a lot less of money than what you initially anticipated because you're not alone in this. It happened to me with my third social media strategy client. And I remember looking back being like, dude, what the fuck did I just do? So I wanted to talk to you guys today about how to not undersell yourself when you're in one of these situations. Because the one thing that I hear from you all the time in the DM, and then if you're inside of the VA Vault, it's something that I've heard from 70% of your colleagues that have been through the VA Vault too, is 
dude, I'm so confident in my abilities. I know that I can do this. I know that I am capable. I know that I am ready for this, but I am so nervous for my interview. And I dive in deeper to it with you. And we've talked about it before. And when it comes down to it, the thing you're nervous about isn't the interview itself. It isn't talking to the influencer. It isn't any of that shit. The thing you and your colleagues are most nervous about is what to say when they say, okay, this sounds good. How much are you? And you just kind of freeze and you don't know what to do. And it's kind of like panicky. And I suggest two things, which is one, to just say, okay, sounds great. I'll send you my quote by the end of today for everything that we talked about on this call, because then you get off the call and you're able to create that quote and you're actually able to map out all of the tasks and what your time and energy is worth and all of that stuff. If you don't know how to draft up a quote or an offer, you can go ahead and go to catandcoaching.com slash toolkit and take my offer template um, in the Secure Your Shit Toolkit, which is something I created for you and it's pretty swaggy. It's how I've secured all of my clients. So if that's what stresses you out, you can go ahead and fix that. But then the second thing I suggest is that you just bite the bullet and get it done with and get it out of the way while you progress in your career so that you can start progressing further and gaining this confidence, this natural confidence on these Zoom calls. So instead of doing, oh, okay, I'll get you my offer, my quote by the end of the day, you go, okay, this job would be this much. I'll send you the quote by the end of the day with all of the tasks that are required. And then you see the switch there from, okay, yeah, this sounds great. Let me evaluate and let me get you this quote by the end of the day to, okay, this job will be this much. Let me get you the formal quote with all of the tasks and numbers by the end of the day. Because then the influencer walks out knowing how much of an investment this is going to be for them. Okay, so those are the two different ways you can go. Either way, the last thing you want to do going either of these directions is be fucking awkward and uncomfortable and not confident while talking about what you bring to the table and what you can offer this influencer. So here are three things that you can do up front to not undersell yourself and to be confident in your offers instead of accidentally spewing out a number that is far less than what you initially intended, okay? So number one is to do the upfront work in evaluating your worth, okay? Now, here's the thing. A lot of people look at this and they're like, um, well, like, how the heck do I evaluate my worth? How the heck do I evaluate my value? Like, what is that? I know that I am good at this, but how do I really, really know how much I should be charging per hour? And guys, it's just like any other position, okay? This is the one thing that I like to remind you when it comes down to it, dude, is applying for a virtual assistant position or pitching yourself for a virtual assistant position is the same as if you were going into corporate to pitch yourself or to apply for a position in corporate. It's the same exact fucking thing. It's just in a smaller business where you get to work from home rather than a Fortune 500 company that you have to go into the office to work. The influencer's brand is still a six, seven, eight figure brand. The person itself is still an amazing leader and CEO. The only difference is is it's a smaller organization and you get to work from home, okay? When it comes down to this and when it comes down to evaluating your value, you do the same as if 
you were going into a traditional job interview of you look at what education do I have? What resources do I have that I've taken advantage of? What experience do I have that translates to this industry? And what skill set do I have that translates to this industry? Okay, guys, all of this is the equation to what your value, what your worth is. Okay, so it's education plus resources plus experience plus skill set equals value slash worth. When it comes down to it, education, it doesn't need to be formal education. It can be formal education. So if you have a undergraduate degree, if you have a graduate degree, if you have a doctorate degree, fucking write that shit down. You paid a lot of money for that and you learned a lot in that process of a formal education in university. I know I did, but it can be formal education. It can be workshops that you've been to. It can be training programs that you've been through. So for example, I tell all of my VAs to put the VA vault down as a form of education to put down any industry events they've been to, okay? So for example, Pays to be Brave would be an industry event that is all about marketing and business and that kind of stuff when it comes down to it, even though it's Pays to be Brave. If you look at the actual keynote speakers and if you look at what they train on, it's all about online business marketing and social media. So I tell people, put down those events that you've been to, that you've invested the money into, that translate to that industry. Put down the webinars that you've been on, put down the courses that you've invested in, put down the coaching programs that you've invested in. So one-on-one coaching, masterminds, all of that stuff that relates to that industry, okay? So write all this down on a piece of paper. Then go into, okay, now I have all my education set up. What are the resources I have and I've invested into? and that I have known and that I have discovered, okay? And they can be free resources, guys. Like, don't think that just because something is free doesn't mean it's not valuable. A lot of free stuff is where the value's at, okay? So when it comes down to it, identify your resources. So what podcasts you've listened to, what books you've read, what training videos you've listened to and watched, what free webinars you've been on, what content you consume, okay? Because all of this stuff contributes to the knowledge that you have. The resources contribute to the knowledge and the knowledge is what evaluates your worth, okay? Because here's the deal. You have so much in that fucking brain of yours. It's a wealth of fucking knowledge and it should be appraised for what it's worth. Okay. So write down all of the resources that you've invested in, that you have obtained, that you have found, all of that stuff. So for example, if it's an hour long talk by Gary Vee, all about social media marketing, then fucking write that shit down because you learned something from that that you didn't know beforehand that's very up to date and it might even be something that the influencer isn't doing, okay? So resources. Then number three, we go into experience. So when it comes down to this, you can write down your experience professionally and personally, okay? The experience that I had before I started my social media strategy business in undergrad was literally all on my own personal social media, but I used it because I was able to grow my social media. I was able to see the results. I was able to get a return from the content that I was creating, okay? So experience in social media growth, in social media management, in social media marketing, in social media engagement, in social media monetization, in social media strategy, 
all of those things are different things, okay? But if you have experience in them, write down every single experience that you've had in each of those, whether it be your own personal account, whether it be a client in the past, whether it be a current client, okay? Write down that experience. Then write down your experience in project management, in customer service, in marketing, in graphic design, in web design, in copywriting, in backend organization of things in Excel, in running affiliate programs, okay? Whatever you've decided your niches as a virtual assistant, write down the experience that you've had and the skills that you have and the resources and the education that you have that translates to that niche as a VA. So if you're a creative VA, for example, you're going to talk more about your creative experience than you are going to talk about your operational experience or your community management experience as a VA. But if you're a community manager VA, you're gonna talk about that way more than you talk about the creative and the operational side of virtual assisting and the experience that you've had there, okay? And then the fourth one is your skill set, okay? So when it comes down to it, dude, this is so, so simple and so straightforward. What apps do you know how to use? What software do you know how to use? What tech do you know how to use? What is the thing that sets you apart? The thing that no one else does the way you do. What is that skill set, okay? So it can be simple as in the skills that you know, the apps and the technology that you know, the organizational method that you know, the ability to edit in a way that nobody else does, but it can also be the special sauce, the thing that sets you apart from all the other VAs as to, okay, well, this, that, the other thing. I do social media growth in a way that no other virtual assistant does. I do social media growth in a way that no other influencer does, but I've practiced it on these three influencers I currently work with, and I've seen this amount of return. I've gained 100 organic followers within four weeks in their accounts. All of this stuff, X, Y, and Z, okay? So evaluate your worth and your value. And when it comes down to it, the four things that contribute to your value are your education, your resources, your experience, and your skill set. Because once you understand and once you've evaluated your value and what you're worth, you know what your value is monetarily and you're less likely to accidentally undersell yourself. Because even if it's this huge project, if you know what you're worth an hour and if you're in the interview, you can literally be like, okay, well, this all seems amazing. Just a heads up, I'm $75 an hour. When it comes down to this and when it comes down to this project, what I'll do is, is I will take the list of everything that we've discussed today. I'll map out an offer for you and I'll send it to you with how many estimated hours a project of this volume will take and how much it will be. Because then they know how much you are per hour they know if they can afford you or if they can't, and you're good to go because you confidently said, I am this much per hour. Tonight, by the end of day, I will have an offer together that shows you how much time a project like this will roughly take. And they'll be like, oh, okay, great. Or, oh, we can't afford you. But you see the confidence level of, okay, well, I'm $75 an hour versus, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, does $500 sound good? $500 works for me. I think $500 is a great number. You'll see the difference there of like, okay, I'm worth this much per hour. Let me evaluate how much you need, how long this will take, and then map out how much it will be versus, oh, 
okay, yeah, this is a lot of stuff. This is a great project. How does $500 sound? It's like, you're not asking them for their opinion on how much you are worth. You are telling them how much you are worth and it is up to them to decide if they can afford you. If they are able to see the value in your value. That's it. You're not allowing them to appraise you. You're not allowing them a say in what you're worth. You know what you're worth because you've done the upfront foundational work of evaluating your worth. You're just telling them and it's up to them to decide if they can afford what you're worth and if they see the value in what you're worth. Okay. So number one, that's how to stop underselling yourself is to upfront evaluate your worth and your value. Because dude, the second you do that and that upfront work, you actually appraise yourself rather than allowing somebody else to appraise you. You know how much you're worth. You know your value. You know how capable you are. They do not know everything inside of you. They just know what they want done. They know what the job is and they know around how much they're willing to spend on it but they don't know you as a person. They don't know how much you know. They don't know that you're the best one for this fit, okay? They don't know all of the skill sets and the education that you have. They just know their end of stuff. They don't know your end of stuff. So don't allow them to appraise you based on what they are thinking the job is worth. Tell them what you are worth and what the job that they are wanting to be done will cost to be done at an optimal level, okay? So that's literally how to stop underselling yourself and stop being so fucking nervous on Zoom calls. Dude, take the time up front to evaluate your worth and evaluate your value. Because once you know that, it's a take it or leave it situation. It's not a, um, does this sound good for you? I think this sounds good for me. I think this number's good situation. No, because you're playing the long game here. You're not playing for, I think 500 bucks sounds good. You're playing for, I have six spots every single year for clients. Will you and your work be one of them for me? Will it be worth my time? Will it be worth my energy? Will I be able to give you a great return? Does your brand and my brand, are they cohesive? Do I feel like this is a great partnership? This isn't a play it by ear situation, guys. This is your career, this is your business. And dude, if you're wanting to make this a long-term thing, you need to go in with a long-term plan of attack. And that all starts with knowing what you're worth. At the end of the day, that's one way to stop underselling yourself, dude. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you got anything out of it, go ahead, screenshot it, and tag me on Instagram. My Instagram will be down below in the show notes. It's probably changed from at Catherine Ann Kiefer by now to at Kat Belushi, K-A-T-B-E-L-L-U-S-C-I. If you love this episode, go ahead, take a screenshot and tag me in your IG stories of your favorite part, and I will see you guys in the next one.